Good morning, Rab Boysai. Good. It's gonna be edited. It's gonna be edited. It's gonna be edited. Poor Yosef. Poor Yosef. Poor Yosef. All right. Today's daf is the refuah shleim of Basio Basara, our good friend. Oh, sorry, good Bobby. Whatever that means, okay. They understand, and sorry, good Bobby. Miss Barbara Price of Kempmill, Maryland. By official caterers. Okay. Ah, you know, official in his English. This, this could be a real word in English, and I don't know. Lili Nishmas, Ovi, Umayri, Moshe, Aaron, Ben Yehuda, on his 11th yard site, Tisha'asar, Betamos, by his children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. The Shama should have an Aliyah, and the Chaylam should have a Refuah. This is what's going on in our scroll right now. We're messing them up a little bit. This went out yesterday. 120 Gemaras went out. We're already at 250, and it, we didn't even start. So, which Masechta? Baba Basra. Which Masechta? Masechta Sukkah, Yaakov. Thanks for asking. Yeah, thank you. By a Victor Fold. The Karni Shomron branch of MDY will be getting together this Matzi Shabbos to watch the Shir together. The meetup will take place at the home of Victor Fold. You never know how many will show up. Rukhov, Nachal, 55, Karni Shomron. Please, don't let him hang over there all by himself. It'll be weird. Just, just me, Victor Fold, and myself. Here, selfie. Go, hang out with him. Prove Nachman wrong. Bring 20 people there. If you are from Ranana, I didn't know Ranana. Okay, I have no idea what's... <laughs> They're half an hour apart. Okay, if you're from Renana, he's desperate here. He's going a half hour away. Or all the surrounding areas, please feel free to join. Please RSVP. He's expecting a lot of people here. You better RSVP, Rabbi Isai. Tavigder at 054. I don't know if we should say this. Shtaim, shalosh, shalosh, six, shesh, teshachad by Thursday night. So you now know how many people have or you don't get the RSVP. Please feel free to stop by anyway. We'll be happy to have Matzi Shabbos, MDY, get together in Kanish Shamron. There's a meet and greet at 9 o'clock. Shear starts at 9.30. Okay. Um, tonight, Hillel Kamiansky from RBS is meeting the oil of the young Israel in Muncie on 58 Parker Boulevard. And the Manchester Hevra are getting together on Clove Park, 4 p.m. Friday afternoon. What's Clove Park? That's a Mokim Yudua? Oh, they have COVID over there? Yeah. Ah, they're going to the park. Rabbi side, the Manchester Chevra going to the park. Clove Park. If you see a bunch of guys learning the daf, that's your Chevra. By Steve Lauderdale, Rabbi side, Dear Rabbi Eli and the Gishmaki fellow daffers, I started to see a rite of passage several times. The original thing, which I still maintain, is Rabbi Eli is only partly right that it's about the Yoyimi, can also be about the daf. To explain, I love statistics. I'm 64 plus. I am 77 daf into my journey. Ah, okay. Today's shir is sponsored by Naim Shamash for people to find their bashert. And another sponsor by Shaya Rosenberg, Zgula for search in Surfside Miami. 
All right. Shem Shadabra Khmanas. I am 64 plus 77 daf into my journey, and that is not Panovich math. I started learning with Psachim. My inspiration was Pesach as a major reason I increased my observance. My family always celebrated in a very kosher way with my grandma painting her kitchen yearly, and my papa saying his Galicia accented Kiddush. Galiciano. I hadn't, he didn't write that, but okay. I hadn't been learning regularly in a while and decided to try that Yoimi again in my grandparents' honor. The Yoimi rebellious year kept me coming back when the daf sometimes faltered. It got me through 64 daf and was about to celebrate a two-month victory lap. That original way was never finished. Unfortunately, my dad, Bob, Papa, Lauderdale, Zechariah, Lebrach, suddenly passed on the 13th of Shabbat. The chesed was awesome. Many people I didn't know reached out. I apologize, I never returned the message. Try coming back a few times during Sochem Mishkan, but my head just wasn't in it. I needed a boost and found it in the daf again. Bit of tshuva with Mesech Yuma. So the fun, quirky stories, sometimes even lumdish serious shir, keeps me coming back, yoimi. But the daf content helped a few times. It's not just about the yoimi, it's about the daf, he's saying. Praying that we can all find a way to hop back on the train, if and when we fall off. And use the daf and the chaver here, if you need to. Looking forward to my first Gemara Siyum, Be'ezrus Hashem, thanks, Steve Lauderdale. Wow, it's going to be his first Siyum at the age of 64 plus. And by Stan Fireman. Once again, the DAF shows how it brings people together. Last week, he showed a picture of the Miami group and read the names. One of them was Sheldon Gittleson, who was a friend of mine when we lived in Miami many years ago. We had not been in touch for probably 20 years. Right after the year, I contacted him to re- reconnect. It so happened that he and his wife were going to be in Muncie visiting the children. Gradually, who just happened to live not far from us. Sheldon and his wife came to visit, and thus the DAF brought two friends together again. Once again, the power of Torah learning knows no bounds. Stan Fireman. Unbelievable. And that's, uh, yeah, that's whatever. We'll, we'll schmooze afterwards. Dear Rebelli, thanks for driving in the five towns. Oh, thanks. Was driving in the five towns one day last week when I came upon this classic automobile with MDY and eight-minute DAF magnets on the back. When I pulled up here, this is a cl- <laughs> Somebody asked, what's a classic automobile? Here we go. Look at the magnets in the back. It's right over here and over here. That's, I don't know. It's, I couldn't, it looks almost like a Cadillac. I mean, I don't know. The driver seemed to appreciate it. Uh, when I pulled up alongside the vehicle, I gave the driver a thumbs up and shouted enthusiastically, how about MDY? Good afternoon. The driver seemed to appreciate it and responded back. However, being an older vehicle, the driver was unable to reach, to reach over and roll down the window. <laughs> so I was unable to hear him. Nevertheless, it was an exciting connection to be a part of. Wishing you all the best. Yoni, it's not about the DAF. It's about the Yoni, Nagler, Staten Island, New York. All right, here we go, Rabbi Isai. Bezer Hashem, if we get to Ahmed Bey's quickly, I have a phenomenal, phenomenal vart, I want to say. I was waiting for Leon Welcher, but he's letting me down. I am officially going, if he doesn't come tomorrow, Be'ezer Hashem, I am going to, dis, to I'm going to erase him from my phone, Belina. There, you hear that, Leon? You don't come tomorrow, it's a warning. Yeah? Yeah, 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 he said the same thing. You don't come tomorrow, it's, 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 I'm not playing around. Out of my phone. So, Guy's here for three weeks, doesn't show up to be Smedrish. And I'm waiting for this Vart. I'm going to say today. 
Zokti Gemara. Hakamelech vaakalot. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine lines from the bottom of Dafayin Chesomet Beis. Hamelech vaakalot yirchetu is and One man the Omer in the Mishnah says that a king on Yom Kippur and a kalot Yom Kippur could wash their face. So we have three halachas in the Mishnah. Masnisim mani. Who's the, who's the Mishnah going according to? And we don't pass him like this. So we need to know who this is. Rabbi Chanina ben Tradyan he. Rabbi Chananya ben Tradyan. Thank you. Rabbi Chananya ben Tradyan he. Bisanya. Hamelech va'akalo lo yirchetu espenein. That's what we pass him that the king and the kalo should not wash their face on Yom Kippur. Rabbi Chananya ben Tradyan oimer. Mishum Rabbi Liyazer. Hamelech va'akalo yirchetu espeneim. They can. Hachayo. A woman who just gave birth. So we have three halachas here. King and a kala, like a queen, and a woman who gave birth, if she could wear shoes on Yom Kippur. Rebbe Chanayim, in the name of Rebbe Liezer, is Mekel. And we don't pass him like him. A king in his beauty. You should be able to see him in all his glory. So he gets the right to wash his face. So we have many times in Shas this idea, this concept. She's a new Kala, and they're still in the getting to know each other stage. And it takes about 30 days. They just went on all these dates, and she had all this makeup on and everything, and all of a sudden the next day, like, whoa! <laughs> so we allow, we allow Shtikal. A little relaxed, you know. You wash the face, shtickle. Okay. Oh, my lady. Yaakov just caught on to the joke, Rabbi Sai. Where's that kid? He's not here today. No. He's coming tomorrow. Oh, my lady, Rav. I need that kid. Oh, my lady, Rav. There's nobody else that laughs at my jokes. Oh, my lady, Rav. How many days is she considered a kala? Oh, my lady. A very, very sad story happened here. Where the Chassan's father died, or the Kala's mother died, Mam, right before the Chuppah. The steaks are on the grill, the wine is poured, and all of a sudden, she dies. And it happens, unfortunately. Usually it's the father of the Kala, especially if he has to give a full dira or something. It happens, Bam, it's not. So the Allah is Rashi, you can look in Rashi. Machnisim is hamais lecheder. They put the mace to the side. The chassan and kala go to the chuppah. There's a bi'ilas mitzvah, and then they do the kavura. Very, very sad situation. Ein moynim tachshitim minakala. So this kala koshleishim. She's in avela. She's mamshin avelas. In the thirty days of avelas, she could wear her jewelry. Rabbi Travis, the one, the one with the wine, the one who wrote the book, safer on the yain. Yeah. Yeah. One minute. Uh, the day of the chasana. The day before. The day before. Yeah. Yeah. They asked for Shlomo Zalman to tell the kala. Mm-hmm. Chasana, not to tell her. She did not know. She didn't understand why the father wasn't ordering the day of chasana. That was Shlomo Zalman's side. And the mother wasn't at the chuppah, obviously, because she was sick. She was sick. She was sick. She was sick. So she, she could have come in, and she only. I don't know if everybody heard that. I hope. I hope people heard it on on YouTube. But kids are Rabbi Travis's who? Travis's. His wife's father. His wife's father. Oh, it happened to it happened to Rabbi Travis himself. Rabbi Travis himself. There was once a shear in my house by Rabbi Travis. He wrote a sefer on wine on on the bracha of atoyva ametiv. 
When do you make it? There's like seven different steps. And he spoke by the Siam. Yeah. So Rabbi Travis, his own father-in-law was nifter a day before the chassid. They didn't tell his wife. They didn't tell the kala. Rav Shemzaman passing that. Okay. Amazing, crazy. I mean, amazing. Very sad stuff. Um, I was at, I told you the story. I was involved with this uh, Rabbi Schlesinger from Ramah Bet. That whole story with the Yushalmi family. So his wife was nifter a week before the chassidah. Very, very sad. Okay. So, but over there they knew there's a whole, okay. Hachaya tinol esasandol. Mishum tzino. Again, we know that a woman who gives birth, depends the, the stage. So we're, we're concerned that she's going to get a cold. It's not good for her. She's, she's very weak. Anybody could wear a shoe if they're walking in a place that has scorpions and it's dangerous. has scorpions. My house has scorpions after I brought the scorpion, I got a scorpion to show to the shear, and then I brought it back home, and we were left with the jar without a scorpion, and so he's still in my house, that's from three years ago. So the Mishnah says that the shear kipper is the size of a nice fat date. Top of ayin tess. Now, all the Rishonim talk about it, including Taisus, because the Mishnah says, Ukigarinasa. It's with, seems like with the pit. But Rashi says, no, maybe it means that it's the, the actual fruit or the pit, meaning that they're 50 50. The pit would be the size of the fruit. I mean, the best I could come up with, I mean, I'm sure there's other shriveled dates or whatever, but here's a date that the pit is very large. Let's call this 50 50. So it's, maybe that's what the Mishnah meant. Either the size of the pit, if you want to measure it by the pit, or you measure it by the fruit. So that's the Shiloh. What does the Mishnah mean? What's the shear? So when, when the Torah says, I have here, I brought some fruit with me. When the Torah says that tuma of a bone is the size of a, a barley, it's unbelievable how small it is. A fragment of a fragment. Unfortunately, like in Miami now, they're finding frag, mamish fragments of human remains. This, if somebody is searching in Miami and Chas Rasholm, he comes across this, this small thing, he's Tomei. If he moves it, he's Tomei. That's a kisaira, like a, a piece of barley. So asks Ravashi, Biklipasa klipasa? Are we talking about the, 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 the a kernel? What is this called? A kernel? A grain, okay, I like grain. Grain is better. The grain with the peel, with the, with the klipa, the shell, or without? Bilacha, is it moist? Or bivesha, like this guy. Gasa means the largest one. It's a, it's a, large, it's a large date. So in other words, called Kama the Gasa. With everything. Why are you telling me Gasa? Because it includes the pit. Now, it doesn't really include the pit. We have to understand, the pit is not edible. So when it says with the pit, it means the size of the fruit with the pit. Pretend that the pit is a date. So, on Yom Kippur, if you eat a date and you take the pit out, you're not over the Doiraisa. And if you eat it with the pit, what if you eat it with the pit? 
L'chayra, you're not, the pashas, the Mishnah Baruch says, you're not chayv, because it's not edible. But I saw that Rav Zilberstein asked, what if you take the pit and you grind it up? So he says also, it's like, it's not, it's like grinding sand. You're not really, huh? It's not food, but it could, maybe it is. Maybe it gives you nourishment. You know, maybe that was in Shiloh. Okay. Fine. But when it says gasa, gasa means the size with the, whatever that is, the, the, the volume of a date with a pit in other food. In other words, real food, not the pit. By the way, stop. If you, again, here in Israel they have a lot of it. I'm sure in America in certain places you can get it. Like the nice moist. This is not even a good picture. They have really moist dates that have to be refrigerated. It's a whole different, they're, they're larger, they're juicier. Medjool, but the, like the real medjool. You could also have medjool that's similar to this. A little bit of a shrivel. No, you're talking about like it's smooth on the outside. It, it's lit- oozing wet. Yeah, it's literally wet. It's a little bit too sweet, that one. Lacha. So, Rav Papa, let me buy you Rapapa, who asked, is the Kriseva Sagasa, the date in our mission, is it referring to with the pit, without the pit? He didn't ask the question on barley. Why? Lacha, if you're telling me that's moist, Shiboilas Mikri, that's not called barley, that's called something else. It actually has a name in the dictionary called Shiboilas. Shalabikli Pasa, and if it doesn't have the shell, Ushlo Mikri. Again, it's another word. So when you're talking about Saira, Saira means dry. Without the shell. Omar Rava, Omar Yehuda. So we're going to have two shitas. We actually don't paskin like Rav Yehuda. But he's of the opinion that this date is larger than an egg. Larger than a hair. The date is larger than an egg. It's so lar- larger than an egg. I, I've never seen one. But I guess they had dates that are huge. So we're talking about Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur is all about Inui. To inflict yourself with pain. To have, so if, you, if you're not, if you don't soothe yourself, you don't calm yourself down with the food, you're not over. The, the Isser is to, to not be in pain. So anything less than Kuiseves Agasa, less than a date, you're not over. Because Rabbanon said that that soothes a person down, a Kuiseves Agasa. Now, it doesn't, we're going to see soon. There's a sheer of filling yourself up. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about calming yourself down. We have those, that hunger and you're going crazy. And you want, it calms you down. How much? A date. Batamachi, let me add to date. Okay. This is It's unbelievable, and we had it a, a lot of times. As, as we're going into another Masechta, and I believe it's designed like that on purpose, the, the Gemara starts talking about the next Masechta. To give you a little bit of a, a taste, now we're talking about Masechta Sukkah. When we were learning uh, Psachim, we started talking about Yuma, Yom Kippur, all the way at the end of the Sechta. That's how it goes a lot of times. So we're talking about Sukkah. And as a joke, this week's Parsha talks about Sukkahs. You know what else it talks about? Yom Kippur. And, and Pesach. And Rosh Chodesh. Okay, fine. 
It's not that, that it's not like one of the, oh, the Gross said that if the Parsha, uh, if you see the, in the Gemara, what, this, that week's Parsha, it's Mamish like, oh, because Baruch it's a Siyat this, this week, I think anywhere in Shas is going to be in this week's Parsha. Okay, fine. So, So what did they do? Again, they said, here, here's some food. What did they give? Two dates. And it, see, and it says over here that the two dates are not considered a suda. They gave him two dates. And a pail of water. And they said, let's eat it in the sukkah. You don't have to eat it in the sukkah. So what does it say here? That two dates are not considered a suda. I don't have to eat in the sukkah if I don't want to. You only have to eat a suda in the sukkah. But two dates are not a suda. So you see where the Gemara is going with this. We hold that Kusev Sagas is a suda. If it's a suda, it should require a sukkah. And he's saying, no, even two dates, two, not one, two dates are considered. Give me your hand a second. I can't. It's on the floor. I'm not going to wear it. I'm putting it over here next to me. Okay. So, Rum Leibowitz, his son is here. What's your name? What's your first name? Zevi. I have a lot of Akarsa type thing because he's the one that came up with the idea of a Siyum on Zoom. One Hasidish Yingiman in Bar Park said, hey, why don't you do a Siyum on Shabbos on Zoom? And we had 550 locations or something that I don't know if will ever be repeated again. Right? It will be. Bezer Hashem. 550 out of this world. Okay. And if you ever wonder, how come you hear Nachman Seltzer say, good morning, Avrami? That's Avrami Leo, it's his father. It was a minig that we had in the old shul. Baruch Hashem, he doesn't do it anymore. But whatever, once in a while, we'll allow it. Now, we're going to see here three alakas in Reb Tzadik. When they gave the food to Reb Tzadik, he ate pachos mikabeza. In other words, he did not wash his hands on so we have a shayla and halacha. How much do you need to eat in order to wash your hands? And he says, it's not a kezayis like we paskin. Rather, it's a kebeza. And since there was less than a kebeza of food, he didn't wash his hands. He used a handkerchief. Now, we're familiar with handkerchief. You know, when you go on a trip and you don't have water, too hard for you, whatever, you eat a sandwich with a handkerchief. That's not what happened there. Rashi says the reason why he used the handkerchief is because he didn't, he didn't want to touch the bread with dirty hands. Just a cleanliness thing. Not a halacha thing. But we see halacha number one, that according to Reb Tzadok, you need at least a kibetz in order to wash your hands. Halacha number two is that he ate it outside of the sukkah. And he didn't make a birkas hamazan. So, halacha l'maysa, in order to be chayiv and a bracha rishon, you know, how much do you need to eat? Think about it. A mashu. Because you cannot enjoy and you can't benefit from this world without a bracha. But netilas yudayim lahalacha, you need to eat a kezayis. Birkas hamazan. What, how much do you need to eat to make birkas hamazan? So midirabbana, we say kezayis. But midiraisa, v'achalta v'savata, it has to be kedei svia. Now we're just turning to the Ayn Tesom Beis, sponsored Lili Nishmas Uri Bematasio, and for the success in Gashmis and especially Ruchnis of his grandchildren. 
Now, we said that two dates do not require a sukkah. But if it was the size of an egg, you wouldn't be required. But if you're telling me, according to you, Rava, in the name of Rav Yehuda, that a kisav is a date is larger than the kibetzah. Hashdash take yourself as below garin. Will have a kibetzah? Okay, they they fed him. They gave him dates without without the garin without the without the pits. That's that's not a kibetzah. Kisav is a gas of garin also. Me have a yisair me kibetzah. So at the end of the day, a kisav is Let's say you're telling me that a kisav is is more than an egg. So if two dates without the pits are not a kibetzah, and that's why they didn't eat inside the sukkah. So, so why, how is it possible that a date with the pit is more than a beitzah? You just told me that two dates are less. It's impossible that two, that two dates are less than one date with a pit. in. Yeah. Fine. Whatever the, the situation is, there are some dates like that, that you have these giant pits, and they're actually larger than the, the date. So if you have two fruit-only dates without their pits, two equals less than one with the pit, because the pit is larger than the fruit. Two, kabim, the measurement of dates, is equal to just the fruit. Two, let's say two pounds of dates is equal to one pound of pits. But actually the pits are a little bit more than one pound. So in other words, the pit is larger than the fruit in that situation. A mango, avocado, yeah, they have avocado dates. Yum. Rav Omar, nothing to do with the shear. You could eat as much fruit as you want. You can eat 20 dates. Let's say 20 dates is more than a kibetz. You don't, it doesn't require sukkah because it's fruit. It's a dessert. It's not a meal. Meisve, it's a snack. Meisve, Omar Rebbe, Kshoyinu loim dem toyre eitzel Rebbe, Eloza ben Shamua, Peviu lefanenu teinim. What are figs? Fruit. Va'anovim and grapes, again, fruit. It says the only reason why we ate outside of the sukkah is because it was a temporary kind of eating. It, wasn't a, it was a snack. It wasn't a real suda. Achilas in. Achilas It seems like if this was a real achilo, it was a satiating meal, a full meal out of fruit. You know, these people that are on these diets, they eat, that's all they eat the whole day. What are they? So you would be chayiv in a sukkah. Says the Gemara Tupshot. It wasn't that it was an achilas aray. It was like, no matter how much I eat of fruit, it's always going to be achilas aray. Unlike, by the way, when it comes to, let's say, cake. I don't know if people know this. If you eat cake, and you eat it like a, you get full from cake, you're chayiv, it brings hamazan, right? You probably have to wash. It's it's uh, achilas keva, even on cake. The reason why cake is possible because it's not achilas. It's not achilas keva. 
So over here is saying that if you would eat fruit to the point that you're full, it's a, a real suda, then you'd be chayev. Then you'd be chayev in a sukkah. No, we, that's not what it says, arai. Because there is no arai when it comes to fruit. Fruit is always arai. So here's the shaila. If fruit, let's say, assuming that fruit, you can never make a burger, it's not a, it's not a sukkah. You'll never be chayev on fruit. So then why does it say that he ate it arai? If fruit is, is something that no matter, you eat 20 pounds of fruit, you're not chayev in the sukkah. So it should say, they brought me fruit, end of story. And fruit is part of the sukkah. But it doesn't say that. It says, they brought me fruit and it was arai. Obviously, the word arai is talking about something else, not on the fruit, because fruit is always potter. So what is it talking about? That word arai is talking about the, the, the rest of the meal. The rest of the, 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 the bread of the meal, that was arai, but the fruit, no matter what, is considered arai. I wasn't even talking about the fruit. Now, on Sukkot, there's a shita that says that you have to eat 14 sudas, two a day. So what happens if you, you ate a suda, it wasn't a real suda, with, with bread and everything else. It was bimini targima. What's mini targima? So according to Rashi, it depends. Big machlegs rishonimir. And it really depends la halacha. It's very important la halacha what it means. But according to Rashi, seems like it means Fish and meat, things that you put on your bread. You malaf at the bread. So what do you malaf at the bread? You, you put a, make a sandwich with meat. So if you eat the meat without the bread, there's no bread. Are you yaitza suda or not? Says the Gemara. Yeah, you're yaitza suda. Now there are other Rishonim that learn that it's more like noodles, something that's made out of the chamesh saminim, from the grains. It can't just be meat. Meat is shakal. Talking about grains. Okay. Big nafkimina la'alacha. Because if, if minatargima means basar, so that's what you suda with, that requires a sukkah. Now, if you eat a piece of meat on sukkahs, I give you a steak, just a steak. Does it require a sukkah or not? Well, based on this Gemara, if targima means Meat, like Rashi says, it requires a sukkah. Because you yaitza a whole suda with meat. But if targima means noodles, so only noodles requires a sukkah, meat would not require a sukkah. It's big shayla. And I think, um, I think the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, like the other Rishayinim, like the Rosh, that it means noodles. So Mela, according to the Shulchan Aruch, if meat doesn't require a sukkah, okay. Listen, Peirois. Why doesn't it says if you're eating minitargima in halachalamaisa? Fam halachalamaisa. I'm telling you, you have to eat 14 sudas every day. You have to eat two sudas in a sukkah. You know what you could eat in the sukkah? You could eat meat and fish. Shouldn't I say and also apples and grapes? I don't say that. So if I, I'm not saying that. Obviously, peiros are not a suda, and they don't require a sukkah. Says the Gemara. No, you read it wrong. My minitargima peiros. When typically targima means something that you put on top of the bread. Over here, targima means fruit. <laughs> Talking about a city, a place that there's no fruit. And that's why it said over there, you know what you could do in order to make a suda? You could eat meat and 
fish. Okay. Razvid Omar comes to Razvid and says, Chayseves Hagasa Shomru Chaseiro Mikabeitza. I'm a chuluk. And this, in fact, is the halacha. The what? That Kiseves Hagas Ayyum Kippur, the date Ayyum Kippur, is less than a kibetza. How much less? So they want to say that, and this is Negeat to us, people don't fast Ayyum Kippur. People that are sick. When they give birth. So what do they do? They eat less than the shear. What is less than the shear? Well, since we're passing like Herzvid, Herzvid says, that a kuseves agasa, a date, is less than an egg. So it's literally less than an egg. They say, it's, it's a mashu less than an egg. Okay, because one mandorma says, it's larger than an egg. So the, the svar is, it doesn't make sense to say that the same fruit, one is saying, uh, it's 25% larger than an egg, and the other mandorma says, no, it's 25% smaller than an egg. They're probably arguing a mashu. A mashu, this way a mashu, okay, so it's a little less than an egg. So how much is that in our days? 30 cc's. You have to drink. So if you're drinking, you want to make sure you're not over the rices, unless it's uh, whatever, you can't. So they, what they do is they give them little shot glasses that are less than 30 cc's, and that, midairaisa, you're not chayev. Cubic centimeter. cc. Oh. So going back to Mesechtas Psachim, and because I'm mentioning Psachim, I might as well say the word on this week's parasha, Mamish Ashgacha Protest, this week's parasha. I saw an amazing word brought down by Rabbi Ginsburg in Mishpacha magazine two weeks ago. I thought it was, it was short and very, very powerful, made an impression. It says that the Kapitza Rebbe, he went to bake matzahs in a matzah bakery. Let's call it a, a month before Pesach. He's baking matzahs in the bakery, and when he was done baking the matzahs, he went around and he, he, gave, the guy, he gave guys tips. He gave a guy a tip. Fine. A month later, Erev Pesach, we learned, it's a big mitzvah, and some say it's Mam Shachiyov, to eat, Matzah that's baked Erev Pesach. Mamasha Erev Pesach Matzah. So he goes back to the same bakery and he bakes his matzah. When he's done, he finds that young man that helped him out and he gives him a tip. So the young man tells him, Rebbe, you're ready, Yaita, with the tip. So this is what he said, printed it so you could see it. Ich bin nicht gekim in der Welt, Yaita sein. I didn't come to this world to be Yaita. You hear the vart, it's so powerful. You could be yaitza. There's many ways you could be yaitza. You could, you could daven to be yaitza. Okay, fine. That's yaitza. And then there's doing the mitzvah, and, and he goes on to give examples. And uh, I was thinking to myself when he was giving the examples, a guy sitting in the hospital, Stephen Sokol in the hospital, and they're telling him, in about an hour from now, it's probably the end of your life. We're putting you on a ventilator. He's 40-something years old, and that's it. He chaps. He, he saw in the news what happens when a 40-year-old goes on a ventilator. So what does he do? He opens up his gemara and starts learning. Learning not to be yaitze. Learning to, be, to learn. Chesed. Chesed. 
Well, my father-in-law, sometimes, not all the time, guests. He comes, he gets out of his bedroom, goes down to the basement, gives his bedroom to a guest. The Zachnosis Archim and the Zachnosis Archim. Give me Depends who the guest is. The Ribn Tsereva. The Ribn Tsereva. Out of his bedroom. No, there's no, no, there's no boundaries when it comes to Chesed. Avram Avinu. Oh, I tell you a story. You know what my Shver did? He took a, a, a sheep, he shechted it, he gave him the tongue. Oh, that's weird. No, it's. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Listen, Shkach for ruining my classic. A lot of editing. Um, it's weird. He's a, he's a weird guy, my He also sold his archive if he didn't make a lot of money on it. Weirdo. Anyway, fine. What do you bash my shver for every day? It's like bashing. It's not weird. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. I'll tell you another way, sir. A bunch of guys, a bunch of guys flew from Erzisrael to Chicago for my daughter's wedding. Some of them are on the table here now. And when, after the wedding, they went to, to Brooklyn. And they told me they stayed by Keshai. That was, uh, you remember his first name? Pesach Keshai. So they say, and, and while they were there, they were there for a bunch of days. Kenig was there. And the, this gentleman, Pesach Keshai, he made them breakfast, lunch, and supper with his own hands. He refused that they go to, to, to a restaurant. He made every single meal. There's yaitza and not yaitza. No? There's Archim to a different level. There's chesed to a different Okay, you know, I'll tell you a nice story about my shver. My shver, he's, he's a pretty big veer. And he, he, he made countless weddings with his own hands. In other words, we have the hall. It's a hall, that's where I was a caterer for many years. And he would go on a Sunday and make the food, cook the food, and then wear an apron and serve the food to the guests. Because he held chesed, you could pay for something with chesed, but chesed be yodayim. He brought his whole family, all the children, all the, the, the son-in-laws were forced to come. And we had a, every Sunday in Chicago, He'd call it a chesed wedding, but it wasn't called chesed. It was on a higher level than a regular wedding. They made a smorg and a this, and my, my son was the bartender, and that was the beginning of all the issues. And then, <laughs> the kids are, that's, okay. Anyways, this, this, you can be, live life to be yoytza, like Pliny Almighty, who, who takes out a can of tuna and tells his family on Shabbos, here's a piece of tuna for you, you yaitza, dug him, and here's dug him for you. Or you make, like my wife, three types of fish every Shabbos. It's yaitza, not yaitza. All right, anyways, weiter. Oh, we have four minutes left. Baruch Hashem. I just thought it's an amazing thing. What's the Lashon again? We have to do the Lashon again. Ich bin nicht gekommen auf der Welt, yaitza sein. I didn't come to this world to be yaitza. I didn't come to this world to be yaitza. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It might be the line of the month or maybe the year for, for me. The line of the year. All right, weiter. So now. What sa'ar? Rabbi I brought it. This is my wife's favorite thing. This is a starter for sourdough. This starter is the most potent chametz in the world. This creates chametz. This is the source of all chametz. You put this in some flour, it becomes chametz. So Memela says, Beishamai, chametz, uh, this, this stuff is the size of a kezayis. But chametz, if you eat pizza, bikikusevis. That's more. You have to eat more. Now, sorry. 
When it comes to Achila, eating, let me just erase that. Achila doesn't matter. Achila is always because ice. The Machlaikis is how much of this is in your refrigerator. If, according to Mishalai, this much Balira uh, is the Kazayas, and pizza is Bikukusevis if it's in your closet, in your freezer. But eating is all, everybody agrees it's Kazayas. Where did he get this distinction between two Shiurim within Chomets? So he says, Why does the Torah say two things? Chomets and Sar? If pizza is bekezayis, so certainly the source of all tuma of all chametz is bekezayis. So the fact that the Torah gives us two l'shoynas, sa'ir and chametz, obviously the two different shiurim. Really, so you know from here that there are different shiurim. How much? Sa'ir bekezayis. This guy is kezayis. The chametz, bread, and everything else. So here comes the question. Here's the chart. Show it to you very, very poshant. This is sar. Don't look at the bottom. This is sar. It's kizayis. And pizza is kizayis. Now, if there's another shear in between called the kibetza, so why don't you tell, why, why do you skip a shear? If Bishami, all Bishami wants to do is dis- make a distinction and say the Torah is talking about two shiurim, so the two closest shiurim, kibetza, a kibetza and a kezayis. Why are you jumping? A pizza has to be at least the kisevis agasa. Obviously, kisevis agasa says the Gemara is less than a kibetza. The listen to the kibetza. If all Bishami is trying to do is say there's two shiurim, so it should go in order kezayis and then a kibetza. And even if you're going to tell me, like this chart down below, look, they're basically the same shear, then why are you saying a funny word? It's a weird, you, you hardly hear it in Shas. You hear it when it comes to Yom Kippur. But all over Shas, we always talk about a kebeza, kebeza, kebeza. In all the Mishnais, Shisha Sidri Mishnah, kebeza. All Shiurim are kebeza. So why are you using a different language, says the Gemara? El it's obvious that this is the wrong order. It doesn't go kezayis, kebeitza, koiseves. It goes kezayis, koiseves, and then a beitza. So obviously, the koiseves is less than a kebeitza, like Rav Zvid said. Mimai, dumaloy lomay melach, koiseves hagasa, shomru yiseru mikebeitza. Perhaps when it comes to Yom Kippur, and we use the Lushan, gasa. Gasa means fat and juicy. So mele, only Yom Kippur, Actually, this is what's happening. We're talking about the majul, the ones that were refrigerated, they're juicy. Those are actually bigger than a kibetza. Hastama, but what Bishama was talking about, it, it doesn't say. He, he never mentioned. He says kiseves. He never said kiseves hagasa. The word gasa wasn't mentioned in Bishama. So Bishama are actually saying that a regular size, there's different types of dates, and the ones that they're talking about are the smaller variety that are smaller than a kibetza. No, maybe they're the same exact shear. And he grabbed, okay, so you're not happy with the way he said it, but he, he just picked one Lushan. He could have said Kezayis, uh, Kebeitza, he could have said Kiseves, and he said Kiseves. Okay, fine. I have a different raya. What is the shear to do Zimon, to bring three people, and say, You need a Kezayis. You need a, an egg's worth. 
So if you take the word v'savata, you take it out of the equation, and it's just coming to tell us a type of food, a drink, now you're stuck. You don't know how much. But Rabbi Yehuda, great. Rabbi Yehuda Savar, no, I'm not going to use the word v'savata to tell me drink. I'm going to use the word v'savata to tell me how much. Oh, achilah, shish b'sviya. Then you have to be full. Fine. In order to be full, you need a full egg. Now here comes the right. And if you're going to tell me, like Rav Yudha said on Omad Aleph, that a date is larger than an egg, right, there's two things going on here. There's being full. What fills up a person? How much do you need to eat in order to feel full? An egg. There's another shear called calming down. Yituve da'ita. That comes way before being full. If you're full from it, then of course you're calm from it. The date calms you down. That's the smaller shear. And that actually calms you down. Put something in, you stop going crazy. And then the larger share of a kibetza fills you up. Well, I'm just thinking now aloud, if we just said before that a kibetza is, uh, is a tiny drop less than a kibetza, it's hard. But we said already, we learned that shiurim, this is what Chacham said, fine. Come full. Have a great day. I forgot to say. <laughs> So we were, well, this one was a little schwach. This is schwach. You came in a schwach. Yeah, when I He always speaks. He's always. What? You don't hear him speak when he really? Everything, everything. No, it's an amazing line. You like the line, Jonathan? No, for real. I forgot about that. We're guessing. What? Maybe it's just a. Oh, so that's a whole Shiloh where you're saying very good. It's a whole Shiloh today. There's a right. There's a whole Shiloh in the Achroin and the Chazanish. Are the eggs are the eggs smaller today than they used to be? They actually just found some eggs, I think. It's a whole thing. Shalom aleichem. Oh, you had to get up earlier today. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know it was you. I didn't look. I didn't look. It's okay. You mean on a daily? Where do you live? Ah, ah. People keep it like down there. You know, we don't have. We're actually building. We're actually building a like a, a locker over there. But you know, it's going to be months until that happens. Sure, put it in. No problem. Welcome, welcome. No, I'm from New York, but my wife's from Chicago. So I lived in Chicago for whole, too many years to count. Everywhere. I lived in Farakaway. I lived in. 
by the way, Jonathan, to see my name is like spooky. I like I saw it on the top. I was like, Stephen, what? I can never get used to it. Uh, so, Farakway, Borough Park, Flatbush. You know my you, you know my father's cousins. They're like all Stefanski related. Dagim Tuna. He's a Stefanski. Who? Tennis. So one minute, how long do you live here? You, you've been living here for a while? No way. We have here. Where's that guy? Th this gentleman just made Aliyah. And then there's uh, there's another person who's sitting there. Here, that guy. That guy also last week. There's three. Rabbi said it's unbelievable. Three people in this room just made Aliyah within the last few weeks. Oh really? Yoni Meisels? Then I have a brother living in Nepal and Yeshua comes from the grocery store. You have to go. 